Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in Thursday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, St. Patrick's Day. Also, the NCAA tournament underway. A lot of you are going to probably have a few adult beverages during the course of today. Some of you might already be doing so while watching some of the games. I bet our guest now, who is one of the great writers at Outkick.com, Joe Kinsey, will probably be having a few beers. What's your beer of choice on uh, St. Patrick's Day, Joe? Uh, Guinness. I'm, I'm just a Guinness guy. I love Guinness. Give me a Guinness on draft. A lot of head on it, Clay, and uh, I'll suck those down all night. <laughs> Careful with the word choice there. Uh, all right, let's dive into. Uh, I got we got a woke bracket that is up at Outkick that you have done an incredible job on. Uh, we're going to get to that in a moment, but first, you're writing this morning on the uh, situation with the transgender Penn swimmer who had a three second win in the 500. Uh, this story still not being covered very much in the world of sports because. It proves that a biological man who decides to become a woman has a substantial competitive advantage, at least based on the results so far. I believe the Penn transgender swimmer's biological male won by three seconds in the 500 prelims. What can you tell us about the latest on this story and where it's headed? Well, Clay, we have uh, Leah Thomas, uh, the transgender Penn swimmer, as you said, with a four, she swam a four, or he. He swam a 4:33.82, and uh, that was yes, it was three seconds faster than the next uh, the next qualifier, Erica Sullivan. So we have a uh, we have a situation that is now the fastest time in the 500 freestyle in the nation this this season, uh, even uh, faster than uh, Brooke Forty, who is Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated writer. Faster than his daughter, who won, Clay. She won a silver medal at the Olympics in August for the 4x200 freestyle team for the United States. 
So not only is Leah Thomas dominating the swimming, Leah Thomas is beating Olympic silver medalist Clay. That is where we're at. We're headed into the finals tonight at 6 p.m. And Leah Thomas, if it stands as it stands now, it's going to be a question if she breaks, he, he, he breaks the pool record. And wins the national title. That's 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 all. It's a it's what is the pool? Yeah, point. what is that number? What is the pool record? Like, how close is it to being broken? The pool record is four thirty eighty one. We're talking three seconds. Uh, this was the qualifier. You know, this wasn't this wasn't leave it all on the leave it all on the pool. Uh, so three seconds could could come down tonight. I mean, we could be talking about a new pool record. Uh, for the NCAA championships. So, so just to be very clear, Joe, um, I I don't follow swimming in general in the NCAA level. Uh, so, when you say pool record, is it is it then possible that tonight, and I think six Eastern, they have the the five hundred freestyle national championship, right? Tonight, you could Correct. have a transgender female hold the all time record for the NCAA for the 500-meter freestyle swim, right? I mean, so it's not – is it possible that it wouldn't just be this year? It would be number one all time. So Leah Thomas would have to beat Katie Ledecky, you know, the most decorated women's female swimming champion of all time, who has a 424. That is the NCAA record. Leah Thomas would have to beat a 424.06. So is it possible – well, she just uh, Leah Thomas just swam the fastest time in the nation, and it could it could fall tonight. We could see we could see an all time record and a pool record and a national championship. So, yeah, I I don't think it's out of the question. And and what are the what are the, some of the other women? I mean, I, one of the things that I know you at Outkick and, and Clay and I have been talking about here, uh, as you guys have been covering the story, is that there's this fear of women who are actually biological women who are swimming against Leah Thomas, and they they understand this is biochemically unfair and kind of outrageous to them, but they're worried about speaking out. I mean, are, are there more people that are coming forward right now, you think, uh, or, or are they willing to speak to the press more about this? Or are they going to wait until Leah Thomas becomes perhaps the national champion and then there'll be more outcry? How do you see that playing out? Well, we know that Brooke Forty, who uh, is entering the finals in the sixth-place position, we know through her father, who released a statement in January, who said, I'm perfectly fine with this. Whatever happens, happens. Well, here's what happens. You are an Olympic champion who is now going to lose, as it stands right now, Brooke Forty will lose a national championship to a guy. And Pat Forty, the the Sports Illustrated writer, he is on record saying that he understands that this is an unfair playing uh, playing field here. But they're so far down the woke, you know, they're, they're they've jumped in so deep in the woke world that they can't now speak out about it because then they're going to lose their street cred, Buck. You know, they're they, they they're, they're in this tough situation now where Pat Forty has to watch his daughter lose. To prove a point, and now Pat Forty is saying this is all political, dr- politically driven. These these are political people that are that are making this a, a problem. Well, Pat, your daughter's about to lose. You know, and you know it's a problem, and you're unwilling to speak out about it. So you know what? You almost deserve to lose, right? 
Joe, what's crazy, too, is this Penn transgender swimmer says that the plan is to become a member of the 2024 women's Olympic team. So this story, for people out there who are saying, okay, well, I don't really care that much, and some of you may not care that much about a biological man dominating women's swimming in college, it's a possibility that in a couple of years, this pin transgender swimmer could be taking away an Olympic position from a biological woman and competing as a woman at the Olympics. I mean, this is this is full-on in woke insanity, right? I mean, there's no other way to describe this. Clay, as long as these numbers continue, Leah Thomas will be an Olympic swimmer for the United States swimming team. This is not this is not some far fetched reality. This this is this is what's going to happen if these times maintain. You know, if Leah Thomas maintains these times, Leah Thomas will be on the Olympic team, and the the Olympic she Leah Thomas will take a biological female spot on the Olympic team. We're speaking to Joe Kinsey of OutKick.com. He's got a story up on Leah Thomas smashing the uh, records, the times of biological females in the NCAA Swimming Championship preliminary rounds. And Joe, to the point about the Olympics, one thing Clay and I have been talking about is how once this starts to be, you know, look, NCAA swimming, there's, there's obviously no money in it. or I don't know, maybe you can sell your... Uh, Identity or not identity? You know what I mean. (laughs) I think that's all. That's a different thing. You can, you know, you can sell um, your image and likeness. That's what I was trying to think of. But in general, there's no no money in in swimming. But when you get to gold medals and when you get to Olympic medalists, I've seen assessments that say that that's worth seven figures to people in terms of endorsements and speaking engagements, etc. So, how does the International Olympic Committee? treat this situation i mean do we know what the what are the rules about someone like leah thomas a transgender swimmer competing for actual medals at an actual olympics well buck they've they've been rewriting the legislation and they've 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 got pages and pages of you gotta you gotta go through this process and you gotta prove this and you gotta go before the doctors and but let's face it buck Everything that they've written this year as far as legislation, is none of it is going to stop Leah Thomas from competing for a spot on that team. None of it, Buck. Because Leah Thomas came out a week or two ago and said, listen, I am going to go back and go get a law degree or something like that, I guess, and I am going to train for the Olympics. And this is not going to stop Leah Thomas. There's nothing that the U.S. Olympic team that has put forward – to stop a transgender swimmer from competing in the London Games. And that is where this is headed. We are seeing the early stages of what is setting up for one of the most insane stories in Olympic history. You mentioned, and I want to get to this because I think people will love it, uh, the amount of American sports media that is woke is like, what do you think, Joe? You've been doing this for a long time. 95% 95% if you were analyzing uh, as uh, people in sports media, what percentage of them do you think voted Biden over Trump? Oh, my God. It's easily into the 90s. Uh, and I would have to say into the mid-90s. Um, Clay, we have very few instances where we know of blue check marks that aren't in the woke world. I've, I'm, you know, I, I'm one of the few, the- right? Uh, I'm one of the few who's actually come out and said I was willing to vote for... Well, the reason why I bring this up with you, Joe, 
is because you mentioned Pat Forty, who writes now, I believe, at Sports Illustrated. His daughter is an Olympian, which is an incredible accomplishment. She may lose her chance to win an NCAA championship to a guy. And Pat Forty is in some way defending this, and he is a part. You've done this as the second year in a row where we have a woke sports media bracket challenge. For people out there who like to do bracket voting and have fun with it, you've got 20 different woke sports media members. Last year, Jamel Hill, who memorably called the president a white supremacist and got to keep working at ESPN, she won. So she's been, uh, we've pulled her out of the ranks. But this is pretty entertaining. 20 different people all competing uh, for the title of OutKick's woke bracket challenge winner. Clay, this this has become my calling card. You know, the readers request it. They want the bracket. They want the woke All Star Challenge. Uh, we, listen, we had trouble coming up with number one seeds. There were so many people that could have been a number one seed in this bracket. We have Rex Chapman, your buddy. He's you know he's one of the craziest. Buck, you even the world. know these guys. We got listen to the one seeds. Rex Chapman, mm-hmm. who is insufferable on social media. Uh, we've got. Keith Olbermann, uh, who at you pointed, you texted me this morning, is trying to steal somebody else's show at MSNBC. Yep. He's a true lunatic. Uh, Darren Ravel, who covers sports media and business and has turned into an insane man over COVID. He wears like 40 different masks a day. And then we've got Mina Kimes, uh, who is, uh, who has gotten to a woke battle. So people love this. I mean, you even, Buck, I think will enjoy it. So we have odds makers putting up lines, breaking down the matchup, and then we just let everybody vote for it, and people flood in like crazy to read Joe's breakdown. Yeah, Clay, the thing about the Woke Challenge is, is we have competitors that I think love the Woke Challenge, and they're trying to win it, Clay. <laughs> they really want to win this. Yeah. Uh, Keith yeah. Olbermann, I mean, he went nuts this week. He wants to win this, Clay. This, this is what it's all about. They want to prove how woke they are. And this is one of the ways they do it. There's no such thing as too woke to the woke. That's what you have to remember. <laughs> they they can always be crazier, and it sounds like, gentlemen, they're going to try to prove it. Yes, yeah, so go check yeah, it out. One, Joe, we appreciate turn. the time. Uh, Outkick.com. People can go check out the woke bracket. They can follow you at Joe Kinsey EXP. I'll tweet out your handle if people are enjoying it, and they can stay a way as well. Joe, appreciate the time. Enjoy the games, and enjoy St. Patrick's Day, bud. See you guys. All right. The cost of repairing a car out of warranty can be expensive. Have you ever noticed it's almost as if your car knows when the warranty's expired before suddenly you need an expensive repair? That's why so many car owners rely on CarShield. That's why they're America's number one car protection company. They make it easy and affordable to protect your car from expensive repairs. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month and covers more car parts than ever before. Doesn't matter if your car has 5,000 miles on it or 150,000 miles. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's how they make it paperwork-free with no headaches. Get hooked up now. Get coverage today. You'll lock in your price. Never will go up. No matter how long you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs. They'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash clay and buck or call 
888-888-888 to save 10% on your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash Clay and Buck, 800-391-8888 to save 10%. A deductible may apply. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and Buck CNB, my friends. And the gas prices are too damn high. That is for sure. But they came down a couple of pennies in the last few days. So we got that going for us, which is nice. They got to figure out, though, the Democrats have to come up with some way, some explanation for this that is not a reflection of their poor decision making, their Green New Deal, Marxist lunacy and and just other incompetence on display from the Biden regime. So what do they do? Oh, it's the big, bad oil companies. And also, oh, by the way, the meat companies are to blame for inflation. I think the primary cause of this bout of price increases starts with COVID and the fact that we have supply chain kinks and that people rapidly shifted the demand curve so that uh, demand for services went down and demand for goods went up. So those two have forced prices up. That's part one. But what has also happened is that now that we live in an America where there's a lot more concentration in certain industries, 
Look at the oil industry, look at uh, meat industry, look at groceries generally. That what's happened is these companies have said, you know, we'll pass along costs, but while we're at it and everyone's talking about rising costs, let's just add an extra big dollop of cost increases to expand our profits. I wanted everyone to hear that just as a reminder. Elizabeth Warren's supposed to be one of the more intellectual members of the you know far left of the Democrat Party. I, I think she would fail an econ 101 class, not even at the college. I think at the high school level, I don't think she would pass because she doesn't understand. And, and beyond just her lack of conceptual understanding, Clay, like with the gas companies uh, ga- blaming big oil, gas stations, great report on Fox News actually this morning. Most gas stations are owned by independent proprietors. They're just passing on the price of what the gas costs. Well, and lots of gas stations make no money off of gas. Uh, this is like just not understanding basic economics in the same way that movie theaters make most of their money off of the concessions. They don't make that much money off of the actual film itself because they have to share so much of the revenue. So many gas stations, because they have to be competitive and look how often is the price of a gas station across the street from each other within a penny or two. It's not very often you see one gas station charging 20 cents more than another one that you can see the sign for. That's why, by the way, they have the signs. Oftentimes, the margins on gas stations come not from the gas itself, but from the things that people buy inside of the convenience stores when they go to buy gas, right? So, uh, one of the big challenges that the Democratic Party ha- has, and, and they trust me, they got a bunch now. They don't have very many people anymore, Buck, with substantial voices in the party that are involved in business, Yep. that understand what making a payroll requires, that understand the difference between a profit and a loss and what that means to the business. The Democrat Party is now effectively ruled by the Oberlin Women and Gender Studies Faculty Lounge, and the results are not good. Not good not at good. all. Pain is one of the great disablers. I'm not saying anything uh, that people living with pain every day don't already know. What they may not know is that Relief Factor could be the solution to their problems. Created by doctors and perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor was made for you. With four key ingredients, Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that addresses joint, knee, hip, neck, back, and shoulder pain. goes to work on the source of the pain, which is often inflammation. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Those kinds of odds, 7 out of 10, that should really capture your attention. It's certainly worth a shot. Join the more than half a million people, including my own dad. Order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the $19.95 three-week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Thursday edition of the program. Serious story out there that I don't think is going to get very much attention. Although, arguably, given what happened with George Floyd, it should. And this is a tough story. And many of you may not have heard about it at all, but it comes from Los Angeles. Reading from the Daily Mail, they have the video up. It is a difficult watch. Buck, you sent this to me earlier today so that I could watch it in prep for the show. And I'm just going to give you a rough outline of the story here. 
a 38-year-old man named Edward Bronstein died on March 31st of 2020, a little over two months before the George Floyd incident. Uh, footage of his death was just released by uh, by the police department in Los Angeles yesterday after his family sued so that they could see the video surrounding his death. Uh, this 38-year-old man, by the way, father of two, uh, was pulled over for suspicion of drunk driving, and uh, they were trying to give get take blood from him to determine whether or not uh, he was drunk. And he was forced onto a mat in the police station garage. He was handcuffed. Five L.A. police officers then kneeled on his back while they put the needle in to extract blood. His family says that he had an incredible fear of needles. Uh, he screams, I can't breathe. 11 times before eventually going silent. Uh, this is a really hard tape to watch. But you and I, from the moment the George Floyd video went public, we are, first of all, defenders of police in general. We need more police. We need as talented of people as possible willing to take on the job of police. But sometimes police, like people who have every sort of profession under the sun, behave in ways that may well be illegal. And when that occurs, there need to be charges that are brought. What is uh, devastating about watching this video is this man, 38-year-old, again, Edward Bronstein, he's a white guy, uh, same thing happens to him that happened to George Floyd and this was over two years ago. The tape is just now coming out. When we talk about larger police issues, I think oftentimes when race is made the primary focus, it misses the larger story. But you look at the data from the Washington Post, 75% of people who are killed by police every year are white, Asian, or Hispanic. I think that data stuns people. Stuns people when they hear that 75% of people who are killed by police are white, Asian, and Hispanic. And so what will be interesting is as this lawsuit progresses, and given the fact that this video is now out, and the man is saying basically the same exact thing that George Floyd said, will a white man being knelt on by five different police officers in Los Angeles, will this be a story at all? Will there be any marches? Will there be any discussion about this in the larger cultural sphere? The law enforcement agency involved here was California Highway Patrol, and they were the ones that then fought the release of this tape. And we honestly, we could play just the audio for you. It's it's bone chilling. I mean, it's it's horrifying. This guy, uh, uh, Bronstein, now now deceased, is you know the guy's a father. I mean, there's a photo on the Daily Mail. You see of his little daughter. He is screaming for his life and screaming i can't breathe 11 the times exact 11 times the exact same thing that george floyd was screaming now the video of george floyd was taken by bystanders that got out there sooner i understand that there are some differences here in the situation i'd also say that uh in this case you'll have to look at the specifics of bronstein is is essentially uh, he, he's already handcuffed hands behind his back handcuffed he's on his knees on a mat 
This is over a DUI issue. Uh, he poses no threat to any of the officers around him. And right when they go to grab him, he says he'll comply for the blood test. They say, too late, too late. We're, we're doing it this way. And they have, I think, four officers kneel on him. And he's screaming. I, and you can hear he's in absolute hysterics. And he's screaming, I can't breathe. And he dies right there. He dies on the video. And it's absolutely horrific. Now, Clay and I thought this is a story you should know about because, first of all, the narrative immediately with George Floyd, it wasn't so much that it was a case of police brutality. It's that it was a case of racist police brutality. That was that was assumed right away. And when you actually understand more about cases across the country, Clay mentioned the Washington Post numbers, what you find is that, yeah, there are going to be there are cops who cross the line. There are cops who do bad things. But law enforcement in general in America is actually not racist. Yes. And the left and the Democrats and the progressives run with this narrative at the first opportunity. And they don't ever stop to look at the facts. I mean, here you see that this police restraint of a shoulder on the back or the neck in some circumstances clearly can be fatal for people. And it wasn't just something that happened to George Floyd. It happened to this uh, individual, Bronstein, before the George Floyd incident, just to be clear. And, and then, Clay, on top of it, we have the part of this will not be uh, this will not result in marches this will not be blm a national phenomenon that we all have to talk about and have a long conversation about police violence or anything else because it doesn't fit the racial component and it doesn't have that narrative heft from the left they will they they will not care about this story they will not compare care about police violence in this case five officers involved no charges brought against any of the officers so far uh the la county coroner's office ruled that this man, Bronstein, died, quote, as a result of acute methamphetamine intoxication during restraint by law enforcement. Very similar to the argument that the police officers put forward in the George Floyd case, which was Floyd was under the influence of drugs, and that was what caused his death, not the actions of the police officers. That was the defense. So in this situation, the five officers not charged, and the L.A. County coroner's determination that the drugs called the, caused the death, not the police officer's actions, has been accepted without any uh, argument to the contrary. Now, maybe with the video out, reminder, this happened before George Floyd, happened in March of 2020. And, Buck, it's interesting to think about how different, how different George Floyd's situation might have been covered if this Bronstein video had been public at the time because – one of the primary arguments, you remember this, of Black Lives Matter was this would never have happened to a white guy. They say, they say it all, all the, the time, time. All the time. And it, it is not true. Not In true. In fact, one of the only pieces I ever had go viral when I worked at TheHill.com was about uh, a shooting in Arizona. And there's another horrific video of, of a guy who's clearly, he did, nothing, he did nothing wrong, nothing illegal. He was in hysterics because someone had called, almost a, an accidental swatting, had called law enforcement onto the scene he had a BB gun, totally legal for, legal for him to have. Someone thought it was a rifle, and police, two of them, with long guns, see him in the hallway and are shouting commands at him. And and just, I mean, if you see the, they just one of the officers just light, just start shooting this guy. I mean, it's because uh, he can't, he didn't comply. Oh, I watched quickly that, enough. where he's on his knees. That's and he, right. And he like, oh, he was that's saying, a, that's he was a... saying, cross your legs now, crawl. And the kid goes to pull up his pant, pull up his shorts. Yeah, and he's got two guns trained on him, and one of the officers just—they did bring murder charges, but the the 
I think the jury got it wrong. The jury found that the officer was not guilty of murder in that case. But these things do happen is the point. And it happens to people regardless of race, ethnicity or background. But that's not the narrative the left ever wants to tell. And most of you will never hear about this story. The Edward Bronstein story. My prediction, maybe this will turn into a big story. I bet that most of you will not hear a single word about this story in mainstream media at all because it challenges the narrative that this was a race-based murder, which is what was said about George Floyd. Uh, and it remains to be seen what's going to happen to these California Highway Patrol officers and also whether uh, there will be uh, any sort of consequences as a result of these actions. But we just wanted to share it with you because it's a larger picture of what goes on in a day-to-day basis. And by the way, I'm not sure there's any show that supports police officers more. And Buck, if you talk to police officers, nobody hates a crooked cop or a bad cop more than a good cop because they paint all police officers in a bad light. Makes their jobs harder, puts them at greater risk, strains relations with the community. Cops do hate dirty cops. And one th- and for anyone who says, oh, Buck, that's not true. Well, I worked in the NYPD Intelligence Division. You know what one of the interesting statistics was? Over 90% of internal affairs complaints come from other cops. It's a great stat. Uh, Mike Lindell, he's the inventor of my pillow and his team. They just fit us for our own pillows and introduced us to the ever-growing list of incredible products. Products like their pills, uh, pillows, pillows, towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza sheets on top of many more. You know what? We had brand new my pillow towels in our house this morning when I got out of the shower. Unbelievable how fantastic a brand new towel feels to be able to use. And right now you can get hooked up just like I, my family got hooked up. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Usually this costs you $109.99, but for a limited time, you can get all this for just $39.99 with the promo code Clay and Buck. Log on to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promos code Clay and Buck. All MyPillow products, 60-day money-back guarantee, and you'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's book for free with your purchase. Remember to use the code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey! 
I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We've got two big guests in the next hour. You're definitely going to want to stick around for it. We have Senator Rand Paul on his bill to eliminate Fauci's position. It turns out Clay found Fauci, by the way. He just told me about this. He is not, as it turns out, Lost under the seat of a New York City taxi cab with some gum wrappers and old coffee lids. He is back in the media, and we will discuss this uh, in, in, a, in just a few moments with uh, Senator Rand Paul, uh, as well as everything going on with COVID. We, we keep telling you, I know people are like, oh, Buck, it's not over, folks. It's not. We'll tell you when it's done. We'll throw a party in here. We'll drink some tequila and burn a pile of stupid masks, but... That's coming up. And then we have former Attorney General Bill Barr on. He, he's making a very strong case that the debacle of the Biden regime in Afghanistan kicked the door wide open for Putin to go into Ukraine. That's the case he'll make. We'll talk about that as well as election integrity issues. But right now, I also wanted to, wanted to bring to your attention that JetBlue American and Southwest pilots are suing the CDC to try to get rid of the Federal Transportation mask mandate 10 commercial airline pilots argue the cdc issued an order uh without providing public notice or soliciting comment pilots are asking the court to world uh, vacate worldwide the federal transportation mask mandate calling the move illegal and unconstitutional exercise of executive authority clay I, this is they're essentially challenging it on procedural grounds yeah which I don't know whether this is likely to work or not. You know, where is the case going to be? You know, which judge is going to hear it? But I love that they're trying because it should just be a reminder to everybody of the abject stupidity of Fauciism and the CDC and the cowardice of Democrats who I, I think, Clay, at some level now, it's there are the people that are still terrified walking around with three masks on and, and it's embarrassing. And I feel sorry that they're, you know, emotionally uh, so compromised as a result of COVID. I also think there's a degree of spite that there are Democrats that it doesn't matter that we were right this whole time. They're like, yeah, we're going to make you do it anyway. Well, and to our point earlier, this is a uh, this a uh, the, the mandate originally went into effect um, on uh, the TSA's mask mandate February first, twenty twenty one according to this, and was set to expire on May 11th of 2021. It has continued over and over and over again. And what I have found is there are a lot of flight attendants who disagree with this. Obviously, these 10 different pilots from JetBlue, American, and Southwest disagree with this. Uh, and they hate the mandate oftentimes as much as many of their flyers do. 
What I noticed flying back from Florida yesterday, I'm about to hop on a flight to go to Las Vegas, so we'll see how exactly uh, things go on that trip. I'm glad that Las Vegas is back open for business because the last time I was in Las Vegas, they had reinstituted a mask mandate too. But I noticed inside the airport, almost nobody was wearing their mask. And so here's what I would encourage everybody who listens to Clay and Buck to do. Pull your If you want to do one of those ridiculous things where you have the mask kind of strapped around your ears, pull it down below your mouth. Do it where you're basically not wearing it. Obviously, you can go buy a drink, walk around, and be sipping on that. That allows you to uh, to, to, to be out of the mix. But the number of people that I saw walking around in the airport in Florida not even bothering to wear a mask at all with no employees following around, hectoring them, saying you have to put a mask on, you got to make sure uh, that you're wearing it was encouraging uh and on the airport on the airplane itself and i fly southwest almost everywhere it feels as if the southwest airline attendants by and large are done with being the police in charge of uh, of of making sure people are wearing their masks i've been saying this for a long time the people that are charged with enforcing this idiocy yes. should nullify it by just not enforcing it. It's very straightforward. And Freddie says, oh, but that's not the spirit of the, what, not the spirit of the federal bureaucracy's executive orders that we're supposed to obey on the whims of a bunch of bureaucrats. It's absurd. And, you know, they don't, they don't enforce immigration law in this country under the Biden regime, but all of a sudden you're supposed to say the law is the law when it comes to masks. Absolutely not. So that's why I'll tell you, I mean, for a while now, I've really, the people that uh, the people that have been the mask shamers and the mask enforcers, they're kind of the worst, Clay. They're kind of the worst. I'm just saying, you don't you don't have to do it. You don't have to be a part of the madness for anybody out there. I know 99.9% of our audience would never do that, but for anybody listening, don't be a mask shamer. Well, there's no doubt, and plus, honestly, it makes their job a lot harder. I mean, if you're a flight attendant and you're in charge of managing the flight in general and getting drinks out and i uh, southwest has got alcohol back which i felt like was a big sign of normalcy i'm not sure how many other airlines have reinstituted beer uh and wine and and liquor on their flights but when the alcohol came back it feels like things are very much more back to normalcy and given the fact that people are sitting there sipping their drinks or doing whatever, uh, eating whatever devices they might have that they brought on, it feels like a lot of flight attendants, personally, based on what I'm seeing, have just said, I'm over this. I'm not going to be policing whether or not people are wearing their mask accurately. And they are taking a stand for freedom while passing out peanuts and delicious beverages. <laughs> Amen. Not, not peanuts anymore because of peanut allergies, but oh, that's now right. it's a medley of snacks that you know, does not can include I just peanuts. say, there's a little bit of gluten discrimination that goes on here because now on these planes, I was good with the peanuts, but now they're always handing out pretzels and crackers. Are they trying to are they trying to, you know, knock off the buckster here? I need a I need a GF option, folks. It's unfair. You're going to be done for, I guess, because I don't think peanuts are ever coming back. I think they're gone forever. I used to like some of those peanuts. They are too, pretty calorie dense, but with you know when they're salted, I got to say I'm a fan. Although I like to the honey honestly, roasted ones. Honey I like indoor scarves, so I'm kind of a pistachio guy, Clay. If we're you be also honest. have a scooter with a, a not very masculine. Have you seen the price of gas, Clay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you wear it with the with the? More than a movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Scarf on? 